0: gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to socks on tap i am your boy buzz and i'm joined by my dude johnny nani and we are here after a 5 to 3 loss white Sox lose game two of this wild card round to the oakland athletics before we get into this episode be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on twitter at ontapsportsnet at socks on tap and anywhere you can listen to podcasts you you can listen to us, so be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Nani, it's two o'clock. Starts suck, and we yes. lost, and I'm upset, and it just didn't go the way I thought it would go today. I posted before the game a GIF of Diamond Dallas Keikel and that was all. That was all. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't had no caption with it, Johnny. It was just, just him looking badass into the, uh, into the camera, and unfortunately, we did not get what I thought we were gonna get today.
1: Yeah, I was really shocked too, Buzz. Um, you know, I I don't think the result, I think the A's are a good team, so I guess I'm not shocked that we lost a game in, in the series here. But um, with Dallas Keuchel in, in particular, I, I definitely am a little bit surprised there because if, uh, you know, we, we just, you know, we're throwing out opinions. Obviously, we're not the manager. We're not in the spot. But I'd said that I probably would have gone uh, to Keuchel game one just for the experience and all that. And obviously, they complete flip-flopped. Uh, Keuchel was the one that got touched up. Giolito was the one that absolutely dominated. So, yeah, a little Flip flop on me there, but you know, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm just commentating, I'm just giving my thoughts. It's just my opinion. Um, when I said that, so uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a rough go here for Keiko three and a third today. Buzz, um, he gives up uh, six hits, five runs, only three of them earned, though. We will get into why only three of them were earned, uh, four strikeouts and two home runs. Um, you know, he, he had said it in the post game comments, and uh, you know, you go up against a team for seven years in division back when he was with the Astros and they do their homework on you, and that's what they they did a Dallas Crackle day. They were able to get to him early, and uh, the White Sox were not able to overcome the deficit.
0: Right. I mean, he yeah, he he got touched up a little bit there, but to the point that you were about to make, um, you know, the first two runs of the game, Nani, could have been avoided. Um, and, you know, and I know this is, you know, we're going to go throughout the, the, the box score here and talk about the scoring opportunities that happened for both teams, but Ah, uh, Sox lost this game by two runs, Johnny, in the fir- in the two runs in the first inning. From everything I've seen, um, point at point at everybody's favorite guy. And I'll let you get into that because what you wrote here, I didn't see that before. And it just got me, and I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so what I wrote here, and don't no, me wrong, this isn't me absolutely bagging him and trashing him and saying that he should never play an inning for the White Sox again. But I wrote today, Nick Madrigal is a jackass because he was. He was a jackass today, both in the field and on the bases. The only redeeming thing he had uh, was a single later in the game and eventually scored a run in their late inning rally. But early on, uh, we were talking about these first two runs and why the first two runs for Dallas Keichel were not earned. Sure. Uh, wasn't completely on and it let up a few base runners before this, but he induces a ground ball, which is, you know, um, I know we like talk about, oh, he's like pretty good at that, but it seemed like most of the stuff was going in the air. So he finally does get a ground ball. All right. And it goes to second and yes, it was hard hit. Um, but Madrigal is, you know, trying to like shade over and he said it hit the lip of the grass. I don't know. Either way, it came up and hit kind of near the heel of his glove gets by him into right field, two runs come around to score. That came with two outs, too. So I think that's just a little bit more demoralizing than if it were to come, you know, a little bit earlier. It's like, sure, it still sucks and the end result's the same. But it's like, shit, we could have gotten out of that, you know? Just kind of that mentality, like, damn, we were that close. Um, and they did end up ruling it in error uh, on the field, obviously, why those runs were earned. Uh, it was a tough play. I will say that. That's not easy. I mean, you don't see me out there standing in front of baseballs, taking the, you know, hard hit ground balls, whatever they're coming off the bat at. Hundred plus miles an hour. I don't know how hard that one was hit. I don't have that pulled up in front of me, but this is a play you got to make in a playoff game buzz and if you're going to be a playoff team i know he's a rookie i know it's you know people some guys want to point to rookie mistakes but damn if he's your best option uh he's got to be your most sound option too um so that that was just frustrating for me and then even more so the base running blunders because the white Sox had a chance to kind of strike back and get into this thing uh and this is they're already down 4-0 because Simeon hit a two-run bomb in the second buzz uh but the the top of the third is what really kind of grinds my gears here if i'm going peter griffin mode um because Madrigal leads off with a single, so that's good. Um, and he's going on the this play when Timmy's uh, hitting. And Timmy hits it to right field. Looked like, you know, they commented on a broadcast. Looked like he was kind of slapping it to right field. And Madrigal just doesn't pick up the ball. Um, and this is stuff like in high school. And I know you're going on the play. But if you hear contact, it didn't even seem like you heard it. But if you hear contact, which there's, there should be no excuse. Sorry, I'm rambling here. but
0: No, no you're not. Ballpark, you're explaining.
1: In, in an empty ballpark, there should be no excuse. As soon as you hear the contact, Flip your head a little bit. He didn't do that. It was head down. He actually circled back. Uh, he didn't know where it was at all. Uh, even though the ball is on the ground into right field, uh, he had circled back around second base toward first. Um, that's how late it was until he actually located the ball. Um, and that proved uh, costly because Johan Mankata comes up and it's a shot to left field um, in the at-bat after Timmy. And Kana, you got to give him credit, credit where it's due. He made a great catch at the wall. But uh, Madrigal also didn't tag and advance to third there um, because then um, I, I believe they, they would have had an opportunity after that, too, um, to drive him in there. So uh, j- it just costs you there. And you could say that, you know, I saw some commentary on Twitter uh, specifically from Kenwo, and he said uh, it was three <laughs> Madrigal magical runs, though. Um and that was the difference in this one. So I just had to air it out. And like I said, I'm not banishing him forever because obviously he did end up having uh at least two singles in this one. Um if yeah, he had two yeah, singles, had two singles one yeah. obviously scored the run in the ninth inning, uh, when they were putting on that late pressure there. But man, um he, he was just a jackass today and we have seen it. Um we saw it in one of those games at Pittsburgh and then he came back, had a redemption game the next game though, and came up in a big spot with two RBI single. So I really hope he can rebound and do that tomorrow, Buzz. Sorry for blowing all that hot air into the mic and having you listen to it here. But uh, I just had to get that off my chest here because I feel like it's bothering a large portion of the White Sox fan base. And it certainly bothered me.
0: Oh, no, don't be sorry at all. I mean, you explained in depth of what actually happened and your thoughts and your feelings on why Nick Madrigal really played a huge part in costing us the ball game tonight. Maybe Dallas Keigel didn't have his best stuff. But like I said, before you got into the explanation of everything that went down is the White Sox lost by two runs and Nick Madrigal, cost us two of those runs defensively and probably one offensively too. Mm-hmm. He had a bad game and you know, it's not like you're not calling for his head. I didn't take it that way. I know we put, he's a jackass, but that's just how we talk. You well, know, he played like, like a jackass. Today yeah, is What he did. He played that, like a fair. jackass. He did. He did. But what, what my thing is, man, is I was seeing a lot of this stuff on Twitter. And I mean, when you start seeing people calling for Yolmer Sanchez. Yeah. Th- like, let's just back up for a minute, you know, I, like, the, you know, defensively you, behind Keichel, Johnny, that might have, that might be a great idea, but Nick Magical is also billed as a great defensive second baseman. I just think that he had a rough game today um, and it, hopefully it, he it, can it, live and learn from it.
1: You're basically, you know, so it's easy to go and say that, and I get that, especially knee-jerk reaction boom right after the fact, right after he botches that ball. Totally get that because Joel Sanchez won a gold glove last year with the White Sox. So I definitely, you know, I see that, and I did see it in multiple places, Um, but you also are probably talking about that ninth-inning rally not getting going. Um, I mean, obviously, it's all hypothetical and butterfly effect. If they would have not played him and had Yomer in, then who would right. have pinch hit or whatever? You never know um, exactly what the scenario would have been. But he did uh, with two outs in the ninth inning, get that going uh, with a single um, uh, that kind of late uh, charge in, into the athletics bullpen. So um, I, I guess not all incredibly terrible, but definitely some very costly mistakes. I think I can leave it at that and move on.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that. He made some costly mistakes and I just really hope he learns from it. I mean, you, you know, blowing a game like that today and having the mental errors that he had out on the, on the diamond today can't happen tomorrow. Cause now you're looking at death in the face, man. Mm-hmm. You, look, you know, yep. everybody's going to have to be on their a game tomorrow. And I'm not, again, I'm not just putting it on Nick. That's not what I'm doing. It's just Everybody can kind of learn from a game like that. Like, OK, we really need to look at ourselves in the mirror here. We haven't been here in 12 years. No one on that team, you know, in the core besides Keuchel and Grandal have really been there. You mm-hmm. know, and Edwin, I guess. But Edwin, my God.
1: Yeah. And uh, Gio Gonzalez, who, you know.
0: You right. Know. Right. It's just, again, you know, a lot of these guys are learning what this is like. And hopefully they can, you know, take it on the fly as I fucked up yesterday. But today I'm going to make it count. And that's what I'm really hoping for moving into tomorrow's game, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just running down, I'd kind of mentioned those first two were on uh, the Madrigal error who scored. Uh, it was Olson who hit that ball. Estella and Loriano were the ones to score. Uh, Simeon with the two-run bomb in the uh, second inning. It was 4 OAs uh, kind of right off the bat. And then uh, Keuchel. Allows a solo shot to Chris Davis, who's been kind of inept this year, uh, but allowed him to, you know, yeah, no, I, that name, it lingers. It was, he used to be a former Indian, I think. Um, but that, that was 5 0 then at that point in the fourth. And then uh, Grandal, though, back to back days with the Jack, uh, he kind of got the he got scoring started for the White Sox. And that was not until the eighth inning, but that was with Liam Hendricks in. Um, he came in after Chris Bassett, you know, tip your cap to him too. He did throw a pretty a uh, decent game, just like I would imagine A's fans are tipping their cap to Lucas Giolito. And I'm happy about it, but, uh, you know, it's a good performance nonetheless. But anyway, that was off of Hendricks at Grandall bomb in the eighth to make it 5-2. And then uh, grandall had a walk uh, that plated Madrigal in the ninth inning when they kind of put that rally together there. Uh, so the final ended up being 5-3. Um, and, you know, at the end of the game, Buzz, I'm glad they got there because uh, they chased uh, Hendricks from the game. And they had to bring in uh, Diekman for the second straight day. He threw 14 pitches on Tuesday, only six today, I know. But uh, for relievers, uh, if they or you know, he's one of their high leverage guys, you're going to him um, tomorrow. That, that's three days in a row. Uh, that, that even just make, forcing him to come in today, even though you lost the game, could help you win uh, in a
0: later scenario in a game three. Right. All right. I'm uh, moving into this game three, Johnny. I, I have to ask. Just, just real quick, I, I don't know how to put this. Like, what, what are your keys for this? What for the White Sox? Like, I know we're still we're, we're still kind of breaking this one down, but what are your keys? Because when you say game three, it's just making me think like I'm kind of going yeah. back in time here. What are your keys for them to win this game? Besides like the normal bullshit keys we give all the time? Hit the ball, don't make nah. mental errors. You know, like, do you have yeah. anything in the so, back of your mind that might might be outside the box?
1: Keep the swagger um, come in okay. and act like you've been there before. And they looked like that in game one. I was very scared because they are such a young and inexperienced team that, you know, Lucas Giulito my big fear for him was that he would have the jitters and the command would be all over the place. He shut that down and made me look like a fool for even thinking that. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm, I'm glad he did that. Yeah. And I want to see the whole team do that. And, you know, I would say, you know, let your leaders lead. Uh, Timmy and Jose take the weight, even though they are not the guys who have been in the postseason before. They are the lifeblood of the team. Uh, th- that is going to be a huge key mentality-wise buzz. Um, as for the gameplay, you're going to get likely this is nothing confirmed. You still got the ghost guys in the preview here. TBD, TB, TBD versus TBD uh, for game three. White Sox A's. (laughs) We kind of know it's going to be Dunning for us. I think everybody anticipates that in the White Sox community here. But for them, most likely looking like uh, Mike Fires. So, um you know, you, you got to attack the strikes. Uh, that's going to be big. That That is how they built up some uh, early runs in the game on Tuesday afternoon, um, getting after the strikes that uh, Lorenzen threw. So um, th- that's going to be key, too. Uh, that would be my another key for your talking actual tactical things. But keep the swag. Keep it a little loose, man. They, they play better when they're like that. Uh, you can't lock up. In this game three, it's a do or die. Yes, I know Uh, all all the chips on the table, but shit, um, it's still baseball. And these guys won by having fun, having some swag to them. They're going to have to do that uh, in this game three if they want to advance.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, Nani. And speaking, you know, speaking of this game three, you say Dunning. I think we're going to get the craziest thing that we've seen as White Sox fans in a long time tomorrow. When I saw Dylan Cease go into the game today, I I was a little shocked because like I didn't know if they were going to go that route with him. You know what I mean? I thought he might still have a chance for game three. I thought it would be Dunning, like I said in the show before, um, a couple days ago, but now I've been reading a lot of different stuff. Our boy NWI Steve and I have been talking about it through texting a little bit, but I think we might be seeing a plethora of different pitchers with some good shit tomorrow, and I, yep. and I, yeah. I think that's what the White Sox are going to do, and I think that the offense... You, you, you know, the guys, the offense, knowing that that this might not be the most traditional, you know, um, pitching uh, matchup for the white that, you know, the White Sox usually do. I think they would be using multiple pitchers. I think like, you know, circa what was that? 2019, 2018 Brewers. Um, I think that our offense needs to look at themselves in the mirror tomorrow and be like, we cannot fucking fall behind here. We need to yeah. jump and we need to do it fast. So going to your point, attack the strikes. They're going to have to do that tomorrow.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, when you're talking about pitching, though, when I say Dunning, th- that is literally just more of an opener than a starter. Right, right, right. right. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I would imagine, you know, as a rookie, you're going to have a short leash there, regardless um, if he was dubbed a starter or an opener, whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever you want to designate him. But I like our guy. This is just uh, uh, one of our contributors here. You've heard his voice, uh, you know, kind of sparsely on the show throughout the season. A Kins, um, he's been on Sox on Tap, like I mentioned, but he uh put this tweet out, and I thought it was interesting, uh, so I quote tweeted from Sox on Tap and just thought, I uh, wanted to see, gauge the reaction, what people thought. Here's what Akin's uh, proposal for tomorrow was. Dunning 2, Crochet 2, Foster 2, combination of Bummer-Marshall-Hoyer 2, column A 1, and let's win ourselves a playoff series. Um, I, I like that uh, from a mentality standpoint. Obviously, some of those innings can flex a little bit, um, the, depending on the, you know, how guys are flowing, and if anyone gets into any major trouble, uh someone has to be pulled earlier, or, or you let someone ride maybe a little bit longer, like Crochet, he's doing a little bit better. But um, I would think you're probably going to see something similar to that uh, sort of, you know, combination that Akins had proposed, um, because those most likely are your high leverage guys, and your secret weapon, your X factor, haven't seen Great Garrett Crochet yet um i'm glad that they're kind of saving him he's the uh um kind of uh holstered uh gun that you have you know uh, that you don't don't really show um early and uh, i i think it could be the, we, we're going to be in for a carousel pictures for sure but not in a bad way uh, i think it's just use, useful and effective situations uh, when they can be uh at their most effective
0: what are your nerves sitting at right now man <laughs>
1: Yeah, so right now, Buzz, I think I'd be a lot more nervous if they didn't have that late push and uh, obviously get uh, Hendricks out and, and force Diekman to come in and throw. Uh, I think that's big. Like I said, even though it was six pitches today, one big thing is showing that you can get to the bullpen because it has been pretty solid for Oakland. Uh, yeah, they had like, the like a season. two then. like
0: six ERA throughout the year.
1: Yeah, so uh, it, it, that that was a big thing for me. So the nerves aren't as actually active as I would say I thought they would be if we were going into a do or die. But I guarantee tomorrow when I wake up, uh, I will be probably shaking until two p.m.
0: I, I felt sick on Tuesday before the game. I got like I wasn't even excited. Like I was excited, you know what I mean? It was just I was I was nervous. And then today, you know, Nani, this fucking loss might be on me because today I had no. No butterflies like I did on Tuesday. I, I was just like riding in there like, yeah, <laughs> Dallas Keuchel's on the mound. You're fucked. Like that's what I it was going through my mind all day. And then when that happened, I'm like, oh, God, and I have that feeling again. So I got to remain humble Yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and just hopefully – Hopefully that, you know, the baseball gods grant us a uh, a win tomorrow. Cause I am, I am scared shitless right now. I am so nervous and I know I have faith in that. I do have faith in this team, Johnny. I don't think that they're, uh, you know, obviously they're not out of it. I don't think they're going to roll over and die or anything, but I am, I am very, very nervous. I just, I so badly want to advance. And I th- I think this team it would be a great story for the team. And I think it'd be great for our young players to face adversity like this. I think it makes them better too. If they come out with that dub tomorrow, either way, they're going to be, you know, better because they have playoff experience now. But uh, coming out with a dub in, the, in the, a playoff series and going through that adversity, I think uh, boosts not only confidence but even play on the field. So, yeah, for
1: sure, um, it's going to. There's a lot of storyline surrounding this buzz because obviously we're recording this here 8:30 p.m. on Wednesday night. Um, not not too long after this game two is completed, so we don't know. Uh, obviously, these lineups aren't going to be released until maybe about what three hours before the game or so that it's usually yep. right in the standard window there. Um, so we don't know. We saw Eloy Jimenez get up in the dugout, had his helmet and a bat in hand, and he was kind of doing like the half, practice, swings, but never came into pinch hit. We saw Zach Collins pinch hit. We saw, um, who, who else? Uh, Nomar Mazar come off the bench and pinch hit. He actually did get a hit. So he did. Um, these are decisions that, you know, it's going to be on Ricky, and I'm sure they'll be pushed back no matter what it is. It's never going to be perfect for anyone. Um, but, you know, maybe you see an Eloy in here, and that, that could spell uh, good news uh, if you're going up against uh, Mike Fires, uh, get another guy who can really barrel the ball up, and Eloy Jimenez back in there. So, um, because when you look at it, uh, it was last Thursday that he sprained his foot sliding into home plate at Cleveland. Seems kind of weird. That seems way longer, or maybe shorter, if you know, depending on your sense of time, how it's warped here. But it has been a week uh, since since he's played. It will be uh, when this game takes place on Thursday. So, um, definitely going to be interesting to see what the lineup construction is like. To Buzz,
0: yeah, absolutely. I I think that. I think Eloy is most certainly in the lineup tomorrow. I do think that is as the DH tomorrow, they're going to add that bat in there. And I do believe that they keep the good outfield behind him and Lou Garcia and left. I um, do you know, obviously Luis Robert in center field and Adam Engel and right. So I'd really, uh, you know, I really hope to see Eloy. I-, I think we need him. I think that his presence alone helps bolster the team's confidence and going into the final, you know, final game of the series. So yeah. I hope to see him
1: yeah absolutely buzz so um that's about all i've got uh for this man it's just do or die um that's the bottom line win but i have to <laughs> God, keep, it keep, keep it keep it uh for the clubhouse if I, if I could talk to them not that any of them will hear this but like i said keep the swag keep it loose that's going to be big um it's like no you know obviously be prepared uh from all of your uh positioning and uh you know approach at uh pitch types um all, all of that stuff but that's just given you should be doing that for every game I'm regular season game as well um other than that it's uh you know what got you here so um you're gonna have to do that if you're gonna execute on the field tomorrow um that's my bottom line here so uh, i'm ready to make some pick the click selections if you are
0: absolutely man absolutely go ahead and start it off
1: um, let's see. I am gonna go with. I have not picked them yet. Um, this series, and it's an easy one, but shit, it, like I said, the two guys that are gonna get it, uh, things rolling, uh, if it's gonna work for the White Sox, it's always Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu. Pick Timmy today, uh, pretty decent pick, and I'll go with Jose tomorrow. Um, I'd like to see an MVP to bomb. Uh, that's another thing, too. It's nice that we've hit a home run in every game of this series. Um, but I like to see more in the quantity uh section, like we did on Tuesday. Instead of just one uh, like we had today. So I think Pito is a very good candidate for that.
0: How about you? I'm going Yohan Mankata tomorrow. And uh, we're up against elimination. I feel like he's going to, not that he has not been doing that, but anything that's left that feels somewhat normal in his body after his COVID scare and all that stuff, I feel he gives us. I I feel he has a big game for the White Sox tomorrow.
1: Yeah, Buzz. I I know that you were kind of tied up with work and stuff, so it was hard for you seeing things. But that line out to left, man, it just you know, two inches higher uh, over Canna, and that's a at least one RBI double, possibly two with Timmy uh, coming back behind Madrigal there on the bases. So, um, and you know, with that wall the way it sprays out, so it's a game of inches. Um, he was close today; uh, could have been one that would have got the Sox on the board early. Obviously, didn't play out that way in reality. But yeah. I would say he's close and uh, I'm with you on the, uh any th- normal healthy feeling that he has left in his body. I think you'll see it all out on the field tomorrow.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I absolutely agree. Other than that, Johnny, I, I don't have anything else. I'm I, praying.
1: I got one. One thing is, we're you know, we're going to do shout outs uh, to close this thing down, but for fun stuff, just really quick. I'd be remiss on socks on tap here. You know, us, we got NBI. Steve is part of our crew. He's not on the show tonight. We'll likely be on the post game show tomorrow, but shit the Houston Astros swept the Minnesota Twins. So that means the <laughs> Twins own the longest playoff losing streak in North American sports history at 18 games. Uh, and very happy for me, moment for me, Buzz, obviously because we all dislike the Twins, but also because yesterday they went, uh, you know, one game further. So I don't have to hear it tied with this, my favorite team anymore, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, back in a 70s stretch where uh, they had lost like, you know, 16 Uh, straight postseason games. The Twins did 17 yesterday, made it 18 today. Um, It just makes me feel good that that is. And then we also would know uh, if we win this game, we would be playing the Houston Astros. So uh, maybe, you know, a little extra for guys that are in the scouting department. Obviously, you don't want to look ahead too far. But, you know, guys that are preparing numbers and stuff, they know what to look for at least a little more ahead of time and can try to dive into what you can do to beat the Astros, say we do win tomorrow. So uh, I just had to mention that uh, as part of our fun stuff here.
0: Oh, absolutely. Who who you got for your shout out, bro?
1: Oh, shout outs today. Um I, you know, I I want to give a shout out to um, you know, all, all the I feel like they're very uh um actually Sean Roberts here today. Uh, I was going to say all the Iowana talk uh, guys, they're always great because they're trying to, you know, boost morale, get people going with the chugs for dubs and all of that. Um, we do shot those guys out a lot and they deserve it. But Sean Roberts today, because he said uh, it was a fear that we all had that the white Sox, you know, especially with how bad they were playing at the end of the regular season that we wouldn't even, you know, we call it Soxtober, but we wouldn't even actually make it into the calendar date of October. Well, Sean pointed out today Hey, whatever happens tomorrow, we at least made it to Soxtober And, hey. and he tagged that's... us and Iowa Sox and uh, you know uh, White Sox Dave and Sox in 35th and all that. So I, I appreciated that little boost after the game. So thank you, Sean Roberts. You are my shout out today.
0: Oh, that's fan- that's a fantastic shout out, brother. That's that's a good one. I love I love me some Sean Roberts. He's a good dude. I am going to uh, shout out on tap's own, uh CWS DJ um you know he he's been winning people money all year and stuff like that um you know d- doing his gambling stuff and you know just another another Sox fan that I dig so I'm, I'm shouting out DJ today just because he's the man and uh you know yeah why not DJ I, yeah. I don't think I've never shouted out DJ before yeah, so I'm for sure. shouting he,
1: out. he's always got some good statistical basis in his picks too that's why I like it so oh yeah. uh, for the on tap bets uh, he's kind of running that you know through his own because he's the one who does it he, he kind of concocts these Schemes, You know, put an article or two together every week. But then he's always tweeting about him. He's always right. giving updates on, you know, here's why this happened, whatever, yada, yada. And updates on it. And, uh, you know, maybe giving ones throughout the day that something moved in a game or someone was benched, whatever. He's up to date on all that shit. So at CWS DJT on Twitter. And then if you follow the hashtag, hashtag on tap bets, all one word um, in that. Uh, that's he usually uses that uh, to designate those as well so uh, you can go and follow that Uh, that's my little plug for this one for dj
0: fantastic other than that i got nothing else nani man
1: Yep, yeah, let's go win ourselves a damn series, Buzz. That's a calling card here. Um, I'm not crushed by today's loss, sure. It would have been nice to wrap this thing up and not have this looming over our heads. But, hey, it's postseason baseball. I'm here for the intensity. Uh, as much as nervous I, as I will be, um, as nervous as all of White Sox Twitter will be, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun no matter what. And it's, uh, you know, it wouldn't ride into battle with uh, any other group.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know it's a <laughs> you know it's a Chicago team, and you know it's the White Sox when they need to make it interesting. So, yep. um, everybody, be sure you're going to ONTAPSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap and ONTAPSportsNet. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. We will be back tomorrow night after the conclusion of the Sox A's card series. God willing, a White Sox winner. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at MidwestVintageCards.com to get your quote today.